I am that I am. I was born a male, or at least, that is what was asserted by someone. Who knows who decided my gender way back in 1948? As a minority, a baby really, I guess I had no rights. This was the way it was when I was born. It is still the way it is in many cases. Hospitals did not care about what newborns thought, or thought they were. How many midwives and doctors declared the child's gender with only the most cursory of glances? So far as I know, if it had a penis, it was a boy and if not, it was a girl. Not that doctors and parents had much choice when I was born. People were only given two options to choose from when I was pushed out. You may find it difficult to imagine a time when people assumed there were two genders. Everyone assumed you could look at a body and know if it was male or female. No one questioned the belief, no one rebelled against the assumption. We all conspired to maintain the status quo. I decided early on I was not a male. I refused to be defined by my genitalia. I never identified as a woman, though of course one has to wonder and question the possibility of being one. But I realized I had no idea what woman was. I could have undergone extensive surgery to give myself the resemblance of a woman, but I had neither the money nor stomach for that. In the end, I decided that if my body did not define me as a man, attempting to look like a woman was insulting to those who naturally looked feminine. I would never look like them or be them naturally, so why parody them? If my body did not define me as a man and a woman's body did not define what a woman is, what did it mean to try and turn my male body into the body of a female if neither body type signified anything? Did my body having a superficial resemblance to a female body make me female when females were not their body and were perhaps male, even with the body of a female? Perhaps this was all partly a rationalization to escape the need for surgery. I may not have been clear on if I was male or female, but I knew I was a coward when it came to pain. Perhaps it would be better to define myself as two-spirited. If I had known what that is. Perhaps I am a one-spirited being divorced from the features of my body. Am I two-in-one or one divorced from the CIS sexes? There were so many choices, and I did not know how to figure out which option applied to me. If objective factors were not important when establishing gender, then one has to assume the subjective factors were, let's face it, totally subjective. If neither man or woman was connected to their physical bodies, then a man could be a woman and never change a thing, not his thinking, behavior, preferences or anything else. After all, who is to say a woman is not a man and a man not a woman, perhaps we got everything crossed? But how can one tell when words no longer have meaning? I knew people who were attracted to the same sex and called themselves gay, but they were still the sex assigned to them at birth by a visual inspection. But if they said they were a woman because they were attracted to men, would that mean one's gender was defined by which sex one was attracted to? I realized that would not work. If a man attracted to a man was a woman, then two men attracted to each other would technically be lesbians. I was beginning to think gender as a subjective quality made things more complicated than I had thought. I still remember when I showed my father a picture of a pregnant man. He looked at it for a while and said how do I know this is not just a woman with short hair? 
I replied that this person identifies as a man, and he is pregnant. You know, said my dad, she might just be spoofing you. Do you remember when someone spilled water on the floor and your brother told you he had just put out a fire? Remember how silly you felt. Tell me, how many men do you know who stopped taking birth control pills so they can get pregnant? Listen, son, said my dad. When you see something big flying by flapping its wings, it is safe to assume it is a bird. But let me ask you this, son, said my dad. Assume you are a woman and you want children but find yourself unable to get pregnant. How long would you wait before hiring a surrogate to have your children if you were a biological male compared to you as a biological female? And son, asked my day, when you pick a surrogate would you be concerned with their gender identity or their biological capacity to bear a child? Let me ask you one more question, son, said my dad. You were birthed by your mother, were you not? She is a woman. Do you look anything like her, or do you look more like the person who impregnated her? You are the inheritor of a great responsibility, the perpetuation of the human race. Your sex is not about you, it is about your responsibility to me, your other ancestors, the human race and your genetic inheritance. You are not about you. You are the carrier of a genetic inheritance that only you can pass on. This is not about who you are, according to you. It is about who you are as a carrier of information. Some of it is conceptual and some of it is genetic. It is your duty to pass it on, to pay it forward, if you prefer.